Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that great keynote with Adam Homey. He gave you wonderful gifts. He gave you wonderful advice and information. And if you didn't take notes, I hope you upgraded to VIP so you can capture all that information, whether you're looking at this live or on the replay so that you can take advantage of his great advice and information as someone who has lived and breathed that. Next up, I have a great speaker, wonderful friend, Elaine Jackson. Let me tell you a little bit about Elaine. Elaine is going to be talking to us about delivering a speech with genuine humor and much laughter. Elaine Jackson is a seasoned, a seasoned motivational speaker with years of speaking and coaching skills in her holistic PMC Speakers Mastermind Toolbox. With over 25 years experience presenting, speaking, teaching, educating, and generating great transitions in the lives of others, Elaine has taken her verbal messages to meet with individuals that need to hear her message. Elaine believes there is always someone that needs to hear the message that you have to share. Elaine offers that life-saving enjoyment of the message. It is now time for us to formally welcome Elaine. Hey, Elaine, you look great today. With your hey, stuff. thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on your summit. Oh. It is my pleasure. And, you know, this is a topic that I love to talk about. Whenever we tell our stories, sometimes we hesitate adding humor and the humor really helps us engage. Even if it's a, a sad story, I always tell people you have to go on that roller coaster ride. So I'm so anxious to hear what you have to, to share today. But as always, I start by asking, tell everyone where you're calling in from. Well, I am calling in after a big snowstorm. I have never seen this much snow in my life. Like It's like somebody pushed a button and they didn't stop pushing it. It just recently stopped like an hour and a half, and a half ago. Oh and my gosh. Everywhere, everywhere. So I'm calling in from Massachusetts and uh, I am so glad to at least have heat and lights on so I can be part of this summit. That, that could have interrupted uh, my ability to connect. That is so that is so true. So that just means the message that you have to give is a message we all need to hear. Definitely. All right. So share a little bit of about your why. Why did you become a speaker and and try to connect with people? It's interesting when you ask why did you do something is because I wanted to. But more than that, I'm from uh, I'm a child or a product of parents that were from the Caribbean. They were immigrants here to the United States. And their biggest thing is children should be seen, not heard. And when you start to speak, they go, shh, shh, shh. Like, so you keep, or they go like this, which means <laughs> button it, button it. In the schools, the teachers would say, she's a lovely girl, she's really bright, but she likes to talk too much. So I'm willing to bet that for those of you out there that are speakers, that the teacher said she talks too much. He talks too much. They laugh too much. They they living life too much. 
And I believe that, you know, I have something to say when I do speak, people listen, people hang on to words that I say. I even uh, gave a keynote uh, presentation two weeks ago and the young man told me he was sick and tired of hearing about sustainability, but he couldn't stop listening to me. He says, something about you just kept me there and I'm so angry. <laughs> like, wow, okay, that was good. That was good in an in a uncomfortable way. So I believe the message that I have to share and the fact that I always enjoy a good laugh, I always look to share information in a way that people can remember. So you talked about sharing a good laugh. Tell me a story about once when you shared that what you thought was a good laugh, but it didn't go over so well and how you reacted to that. So Vicki, you know, I've been in Toastmasters for years. Um, I'm about to transition into some more advanced type clubs that goes past Toastmasters, but I've been in Toastmasters over 25 years. One uh, club said, hey, Elaine, why don't you go for the speech contest? And I'm like, okay, right. So I wrote my speech, had such a great time writing the speech and one of my gifts is going to show you how you can actually have a wonderful time writing your speech some of you may be saying oh how could i ever have a good time <laughs> follow my step 10 step approach and you will have a great time so i wrote the speech and i i did everything except secure who i needed to be in the room we mm -hmm. always had a really mixed advanced club, mixed meaning always men and women, uh, older people, younger people. So I just knew that I had the backing. My speech was about, it was really bashing men and talking about how men look at women in a certain way and how, and it came across, the speech was set up as if I were in the court telling the judge, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you must hear this case. These men, what they have done to me is unspeakable. And I went on and on and on and on and on. So when I get to the club meeting to deliver my speech that I have just been tickled pink to really get it going good, I get there, there was not one woman member in the audience. And I realized that like five minutes before I was to go on, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, how do I, I didn't know I'd have enough time to re-engineer the speech. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I'm going to deliver it with the gusto that I got. And I delivered it as if I were really in the courthouse as a, as a lawyer asking the judge to vindicate my client and blah, blah, blah. And the men in the audience, their face went red. They were mad. They were, they, they laughed and chuckled at all the right places, but they were mad as hell. And they told me in the end, you would have won but we didn't like the topic, so we didn't pick you. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't re-engineer the speech. So I got the laughs, but I didn't win the, the speech contest because the men didn't like what I was talking about. Mm. That was a little embarrassing because I couldn't re-engineer the speech. I couldn't come up with five minutes of how to turn this around. Oh. I know. <laughs> so whenever you have now gone forward and have uh, that situation, have you learned from that moment that you, how you might've done things differently? 
Yeah, now I'm I'm experimenting with doing more extemporaneously speaking events. Like if I know I have to speak for a chapter, normally I prepare it in advance and work it and work it and work it and work it and work it. Mm -hmm. I'm now preparing it more closer to the event and relying on like you don't like to do all of that. You like to talk from deep down. But I keep wordsmithing it. I'm one of those yeah. people. I could change the word, change the word. <laughs> Even I gave you presentation the other day, and I'm like, oh, I think there's like something could move over one more space. I'm like, that's enough, Vicky. I'm not gonna <laughs> do it to you. I'm not, but it's always trying to fix it, make it perfect, perfect, perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, yeah, and someone else talked earlier about trying to, you know, the the impression of trying to always do better and more and more and more, which is somewhat damaging. You know, you, you end up being like monk. Well, you keep erasing, yeah. you keep erasing until you get a hole in the paper. You're like, oh my god, I'm just, I'm just trying to fix it, and you end up ripping the whole document. Oh gosh. So the the thing that I, I guess we should talk a little bit about is that ability to tell stories. Mm -hmm. Whenever people ask you, well you have to give a talk about yourself and, and it should have humor in it. And we hesitate. We're like, Whoa, I'm not a funny person. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know. I couldn't do that. But if you think about it, there are lots of things that have happened to us as we have gone around the sun in all these years that when we look back are funny, they might not have been at the time of, they could be funny. I believe Vicki and to everybody listening um, to this, uh, to this uh, segment of the summit, I believe that once you let go of worrying if people are gonna like you, I mean, sure, I'd love a standing ovation. I love people standing in lines, which has happened after I do a presentation, they stand in line and they wanna talk to me and show me something on their laptop and all of that. I love that. But the bottom line is uh, what I write, a lot of people follow me on LinkedIn. They're like, oh my God, you're so funny. You're so entertaining. And I'm like, well, when were you going to tell me that? I think it's important <laughs> that you, you're following somebody on social media, that you drop a note once in a while and say, hey, I really appreciate mm -hmm. your stuff. What if somebody was really like at the end of life, kind of like, you know, I can't take it anymore. Nobody loves me. You know, I mean, I'm not like that. But the thing is, it's important if you're following somebody and you like something, mm -hmm. something does tell them, say, mm -hmm. hey, you know, or drop them a line or say, hey, I heard it was your birthday. And I just want you to know, you, I really enjoy you. Hope one day you write a book. Say something nice out there to, to encourage someone. You just never know where people are in their life. Something mm -hmm. could have happened and they're like, life is so hard, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And, and it really is also a good point that you don't know. So you, you got in a cab or an Uber and the person was so negative, you know, the driver just wasn't very talkative and, and you might perceive that they're a certain way. Mm. And as you said, it could just be that life was not going so great for them that day. And, yeah, but you know, I'm not, I'm originally from New York, so you're not going to get me, first of all, Uber is something I'm like, hey, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> I want to get in the cab, like have somebody pull up in the street, 
<laughs> and I walk over and he says, get in. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> What what woman? I bet you Uber was made up by a man because no woman would say, why don't we come up with an idea where the car pulls up and you lean in and he says, get in, and you get in the car. And then he right. Well, you have their picture and now they have that you can say you want a female, you know, they're expanding. Uh, okay. So okay. Not- yeah. I'm just like, yeah. You don't um, trust. <laughs> I'm from New York. No, no. I'm from the Bronx. No. Can you imagine doing that in the Bronx? Oh, absolutely not. I'll walk. I'll walk. But you know, you're right. It's important that you um, be able to on the fly, uh, be able to get in a situation like when you go to PMI meeting, you know, Project Management Institute mm-hmm. meeting and you have to warm up to people. And sometimes I don't feel like being all happy, 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 but sometimes I have to crack a joke and sometimes people don't <laughs> laugh. But I guess what I wanted to say earlier is I laugh at my own jokes. I write, <laughs> I write funny stuff on LinkedIn and then I turn around and I click like, and then I turn around and I say, ha, ha, ha. I was, I'm having my own conversation. I don't care if people don't click, but they do. Cause then people like, we better get in on this conversation. Cause she's having too good a time. <laughs> So, you know, both of us are PMs, me past you, current. And so the the act of adding levity, you know, we we have in the in the past, if you were cracking jokes, you were thought to not be serious. And what I have found is the more that I approach, especially when I'm just establishing that team, this, hey, this is what I, you got. <laughs> this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And and make fun of myself. I actually get them to do more for me. What do you think in your world, your experiences, um, how do you think that being, having that sense of humor and being able to communicate in, injecting humor has helped you? you? You have to. And many times the humor is not like, like a Richard Pryor or... Um, you know, uh, Robin Williams kind of joke. It could be something that's very off. So it makes the person say, what does she just say? <laughs> you know, it's like sometimes when I start a PMP class, I'll say, welcome to Bible study 666. <laughs> something like that. They were like, what? 666? What are you talking about? Bible study? What do you mean? <laughs> or, you know, or I'll, I'll say things like, no one has ever died taking the PMP test. So, you know, I mean, yeah, I said, but you may want to die. Guess what? You're not going to die. So we're going to have to do this the right way. So the humor is not like, but it's important to also set it up, like to Mm. say, hey, like some, some of the presentations you've seen me, I'll start a presentation and then I'll stop. I'll do that pregnant pause. And then people lean in like, Oh my God, she forgot what she was done. Boom, you know, <laughs> boom, gotcha, you know. That's you right. Know, That's gonna, that whiplash. Yeah, just something, a playful way. But if something has to be, like I do coaching to help people get ready for job interviews and 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 to handle the job interview homework. So that's not a laughing matter. So right. there are times when you can't bring a joke in, you know, you got to be really serious, but you have to sort of weigh it, weigh the, weigh the situation. For sure. So whenever you are in front of an audience, how do you kind of gauge to see, okay, 
what I'm going to say is going to resonate with them? Do you meet with them in advance to just network a little bit? Or do you do like the first speech where this is what I wrote, this is what I'm going to present? <laughs> I do edit uh, as I go. And sometimes like I did a speech, uh, it was called, um, uh, um, what was the name of the speech? It was called, uh, I'm making you laugh or, you know, I'll give you something to laugh about. And, and that's a takeoff of what my mother would say. If you're crying, I'll give you something to cry about. If you want to cry, <laughs> I'll give you something to cry about. And so I just, I try to gauge. And if only one person laughs, I'm like, I'm so sorry. All of you had your throat, your voice boxes removed in your surgery last week. Um, or I started my speech last week with teaching people how they need to laugh. I said, I know that you're not sure. So let's <laughs> practice. We'll take a deep breath. Huh? Ha, ha, ha. And then they all did it with me. I said, on three, one, two, three. Ha, 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 ha. And they all started laughing. And then I broke the ice. But yeah. you know that I, I could have bombed and I would have kept laughing. I'm like, I laugh at my own joke. So I don't care if you don't laugh at it. I'm, <laughs> and sometimes my saying that starts me laughing and I, sometimes I can't stop laughing. So I try mm -hmm. not to get caught up in that. You just, you ever get a joke that's so funny that you just, you just can't talk because your, your brain keeps replaying the kick line that makes you, make you happy and you want to keep laughing. And I'm tr I try not to let myself get too happy in a presentation. Yeah. So the world is a wide open space now, especially with the virtual that we have. And I, I learned early on that my humor from here in Atlanta, Georgia, <laughs> may not go so well in Mexico or in Japan. <laughs> and uh, so, how have how have you learned to be able to with this diverse audience that you have is in the pm world mm -hmm. how have you learned to kind of understand the culture and humor well, and so that's really interesting because like you know st patrick's day is coming up there are some things that are humorous that i may not get because you know um that it's not my culture. Or they may talk about potato farmers or something like that. It might be funny to some people, but it's like, I don't get the joke. So mm -hmm. I tell people, you don't have to get every joke, but wait, and if other people are laughing, just pretend and you laugh too. I said, but try not to laugh when everybody is silent because that's really <laughs> bad. And and I just, I just try not to, of the things that I know about people's cultures, just don't go there. Uh, I do have my own biases. I'm brought up Catholic and with parents that were very strict, you know, you have to sit quiet and fold your hands and don't move. You have to sit like, like don't you dare move. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't you, don't you dare move. So you know, when you're raised like that, you sort of have a little bit of a discipline built in. So it, it, it I try just not to go to the edges of stuff. And that's a, another thing. As an adult, sometimes you want to do a little bit of adult humor, but you know you can't do it in public. If you're like having a night out with your girlfriends at the bar and you, you, you let go a couple of words, that's okay, but you can't do that on stage. You can't do that in a, in a, in a project meeting or you know, giving a presentation to the sponsors and then you, uh, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, so you have sure. to, you sort of have to wait and make sure you remember where you are. Where am I? 
Yeah, Elaine, don't say those words. Don't say it. Fantastic. All right. So you have a free gift for our folks today. You want to explain what that free gift is? I do. I have a 10-step process, but when I looked at it, it really is a little bit more than 10 steps. But when you look at it, if you tell yourself it's only 10 steps, it feels much better. And it's 10 steps on how to write a speech from beginning to end, or how to write a presentation, how to pull those pieces together so that when you finally deliver that presentation, you are able to deliver it without losing losing your way in the speech. Sometimes people speak and they're like, oh, I can't remember. And then they, then they repeat what they said before. So I show you how to link each paragraph, how to build the speech. I have a copy of every single speech I've written and the whole process. I actually sent the case to a friend and she finished her, her, her competent communicator in like two months <laughs> or something. I'm like, wow. So yeah, so that is my gift to the to the summit is, and there is a bonus in there too. So look at the slides and enjoy it. And um, there's also a free class to come into a free class on a Saturday. So the that's your VIP gift. So do you want no, to talk a little that's bit? No, that's the that's the regular. Oh, right. gift. Oh, that's the regular gift. So talk about your VIP gift. The VIP gift is uh, is a two hour presentation um, in uh, speech and using humor. Sometimes people are afraid to speak in public, you know, whatever has happened in the past, you know, the, being snuffed and told to be quiet. So this will give you an opportunity to write a speech, write it with humor, deliver it into two hours and see that you can be humorous. You can be engaging. And it's just a step-by-step -step process that we will cover to help you get rid of some of those EBGBs related to public <laughs> speaking. Awesome. Yes. It, you know, you have your fear of public speaking and then you have your fear of being funny in public speaking. <laughs> so definitely take advantage of Elaine's free gifts. And if you haven't upgraded to VIP, please do so now so that you can take advantage of not only her free gifts, but all the recordings that we've seen today thus far. Elaine, what are your final words for today? My final words is everybody no matter how big, how small, and let's not talk about short people because you know I have issues about being only 5'2", but no matter who you are, you have, you have a message that you're on this earth for a reason, you have a message. And it's important that you share that message because there's somebody somewhere that needs to hear it. And it could be very life-saving for them. You really don't know. So it's important that you share your messages and let your voice be heard. Awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest. And uh, we're going to have about an eight minute break before our next speaker. So go ahead and grab a coffee or water and we'll see you all at the bottom of the hour. <laughs>